0: What's up, everybody? Jason with the Louisiana HR Podcast. Super excited to share with you today's episode as we sit down with Elizabeth Bondy. She's the employee relations and HR manager for Price LeBlanc Auto, and she's doing some really great work. In today's episode, we discuss items from her human-first approach and how she manages her team and leads her team, how she has gone through her own individual journey of holding multiple roles within the organization and how it's allowed her to build empathy and ultimately trust from her team members. And how they've built a successful organization that's been around for over 50 years. I won't take any more thunder. Super excited to share with you today's episode. So, without further ado, check it out. I appreciate us getting together, Elizabeth. It's um, been—I know we've already had the pleasure to chat before, and I already have a ton of questions circling in my head that I'm ready to, to fire out at you. So I appreciate you taking some time to join us today. Not a problem. Thanks for having me. Of course. So for, for everybody listening, just give us just a quick background. I know you have, uh, you know, employee relations, HR over at Price LeBlanc. Just give us a quick background on your role and, uh, and what you're focusing on over at Price LeBlanc.
1: Well, my um, title kind of, I guess, says it all, Employer Relations, and that's really what I was focused on when I came up here. I guess I've been up here really just for a little over two years now, but thanks to COVID, that has kind of uh, changed and detoured a bit, so mm-hmm. really that still needs to be the main focus, and it's still a good focus of mine, but it's really kind of, um, I mean, like everybody now, it's kind of survival, mm-hmm. Um, trying to get back to that normal so you know it was basically to um improve the culture and really get to know everybody and what do they want what do they need what makes them tick what do they want out of an employer um what do they need going to Haslow's maslow's hierarchy starting from the basics and kind of working up and so right now we're just kind of like i said um a little more than surviving but i'm doing more of uh, the paperwork and all that kind of stuff, hoping to in the future build a bigger team um, so that I can take on um, strictly the employee relations side uh, more.
0: I love it. You know, it's, I'm curious your perspective, especially like you mentioned COVID, and you know what's, and I'm going to be honest, like I even hate saying it still, <laughs> like it's like because it's I felt like okay, like let's get out of 2020, and we don't have to worry about it. like like let's just get out of 2020. And it's still so relevant now. And you—you you definitely came in at a, at a crazy transition. I talked to so many like dealerships specifically that like it was like this crazy ebb and flow. It was like COVID prior to that, you had all of a sudden like there wasn't the business kind of fell off because everybody froze. But then it came like surging back. But then manufacturing was hard. And in the midst of all that, you're having to manage these new environments. Like, how did you? how did you go about tackling that? Like, what did you learn in that experience and how did you handle that in such a stressful time?
1: It was definitely crazy. And, um, me being up here right before it happened, it was kind of like, uh, okay, so like what now? Where's the handbook on this? Um, (laughs) you know, um, really, we have learned that, through COVID, and of course, hurricanes happen every year. But you know, mm-hmm. since I've, since I've been up here, it's the the real the basis of it is communication. Our people just want communication. They want to know whether it be the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you know, it's kind of like a running joke now. You know, if I send something out an email, and then you know, a little while later, somebody asks kind of like the question of what the email was about, and I'm like, oh, y'all aren't used to my emails anymore, huh? Like, you know, it's kind of like I've I've numbed them to all of my emails, and I think it's better to over-communicate than under-communicate just because nobody's lost. Everybody is clear on their expectations. They know what you expect. You know what they expect, so communication is definitely it, and really just staying in touch with your people. It's um, super important, the saying that, you know, smile at everybody you pass because you just don't know whose day you're going to change. Mm. Um, it's just trying to keep a positive attitude, trying to smile at everybody. Hey, how you doing? How's your family? Really just being human again. You know, people, were right. human. We need that contact. We need that interaction. And with COVID, we've been told, stay away, you know, mm. and And we're so used to the the Zooms and the telephone calls. And, you know, luckily we were deemed an essential business. So we did, We now we had to manipulate how we did business, especially in the beginning. We had to structure it differently, of course. And we had to make sure that our people were, you know, well and careful and healthy. But it's so, I guess it's cliche to say and to hear, but we really just need that interaction with others. And to have that human touch of, you know, like I said, how are you doing? What can I do to help? Is there anything I can do to help? Do you need a mental health day? Take a day off. Just bringing that human side back to, you know, human relations.
0: Mm, I love that. You said a couple of things that I want to unpack a little bit. The first was, this this really stood out, over-communicate versus under-communicate. Because I totally agree with you. Um, And I forgot where I was. I think I was actually I was doing something with junior achievement. I asked a group of students and it was talking about like how we communicate and like the types of communication, body language, you know, the voice inflection and the words. And so when we lost some of that ability to talk face to face, like the importance goes up even more on like that over communicate. Right. Because you miss the context. And I think that's really you're the first person in a while to say it Like, in that I like that way of breaking it down, over-communicate and under-communicate, because you're missing the voice inflection. You're missing the context that comes with having a face-to-face conversation. So the extra words are necessary to help get that message a point. That's a pretty interesting point you share. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Super important. I I agree totally. I want to ask you this. On the mental health day, like, You know, we've always, I think, talked about work-life balance being really important and, and, you know, and and the importance of mental health. Have you seen a change where, like, that has been requested more? Are you finding people are are reaching out or needing that, you know, more than maybe in the past or just maybe more focus on it? Is that something that you're seeing?
1: We haven't seen too much of an influx of people taking a PTO today here and there. Um, Really, you know, nobody traveled last year. Everybody just kind of stayed home and, you know, a few here and there are leaving because, you know, things are opening up a little bit more. But I think whether they just, you know, go drive down to the beach a couple hours away or just really even getting out of the house. I mean, you know, it used to be that we could just take a staycation from work, And Mm -hmm. stay at home and be like, oh, my gosh, this is so nice. Like, you know, it's a mental health day and I can stay at home and I can relax. I don't have to get out of my PJs if I don't want to. Right. But everybody was so confined to their homes for so long. And it's kind of like they just want to break away. Um, So we absolutely do encourage, you know, taking that day if you need it or take that week if you need it, um, especially now. And with so many people that i have lost people and whether it was due to covid or not but it it's just we really try to preach that work life balance um i mean work car dealership work life balance that term usually doesn't exist in the automobile business um it's just a tough business to be in but it's when you work it right it's um it can be very rewarding on both ends so we really do try to honestly push our people to take those days because they are super important. We want them to be with their families because they're here sometimes more than they're with their families. You know, this is their second family. Um, So that's why it's so important for us to be there for them like their families would.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's great. I, I I would say the same thing with my team is like, hey, you know, we're going to spend more time with each other than we do <laughs> friends and family. Um, yeah. And I would even say the same thing about like teachers, like whenever I would thank my kids, teachers, I'm like, Hey, they spend probably more time with, with you sometimes than they do with me. Um, and at least conscious, cause they're sleeping for most of it. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so, you know, it's um yeah, I totally, I think it's great that, like it's evident that you brought that culture in, you know, and, and, you know, you'll have a great team anytime. I've always been there. Like you can sense that. And, and certainly um, it's evident you play a big part of that. So, you know, knowing Price LeBlanc, Price LeBlanc's been around for a long time, like over 50 years and yeah. has, has built a great reputation. What do you, what do you think has allowed, you know, from your perspective, Price LeBlanc to be so consistent? What is it, that drives that type of success and atmosphere for so long.
1: Well, it all it all starts at the top. Uh, my grandfather is the one that started it, and he was all about people. Loved mm-hmm. people, loved talking to people, loved dealing with people, loved helping people. Was just totally human. You know, had that human side really before human resources ever existed, and he honestly believed in. Of course, you have, you know, like treating the customer like a guest in your home. So anybody that walked in the dealership, he that was his second home, and he treated them like that. But not just the customer, but it's it's the people that work with him. Um, and he always hated to say, work for me, because nobody worked for him. Everybody worked with him. Without the people next to him side by side, um, we he wouldn't have been able to build what he did. And um, we're very blessed still that this is a family-run business. Um, the second generation took over, and I am part of the third generation. And we have a couple of us third generations in here, and the fourth generation is uh, the oldest is nine, so we still have a good ways to go. But um,
0: the grooming it, begins. It's
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's just it's it's family morals and values. And traditions on how, basically, the golden rule: be treat treat people how you want to be treated. And it was just passed down in the family. And so we we try to continue that and to you know do what our, my grandfather preached. And again, we're very blessed. We have so many um, tenured people here. We have um, one of our parts and service directors been here for almost forty years. Wow! And he knew my grandfather firsthand, and he knew how he was. And he knew how to treat people. So he was groomed by him. Um, One of our general managers or two of our general managers have been here 20 and 30-something years. So it's just having that tenure and that knowing where you came from type thing, knowing your roots, like never forgetting where you came from, and just using that in your everyday training and, um, you know, how you talk to people and how you deal with people. Associates and customers alike. We don't like calling them employees because associates is just a more warming word because we they are a family. Like right. I said, they're with us. We you know, we're all together here more than some of our other families. They are you know, our real right. families, our birth families. Yeah. Um So yeah, I think it's just, you know, for the last sixty or so years it's really it's truly just been rooted in family and that's why we try to continue the that family feeling when customers and associates come here.
0: I love that. Well and you've had certainly an interesting as the and I like how you put it if I'm getting it right, the G threes or is it the three Gs? Yes. Yeah, yeah, the G threes, Generation Three. G threes, <laughs> I love it. Well, and, and I know when we were talking last time, you have an interesting, you know, just your own journey within Price LeBlanc has certainly been interesting. And you didn't kind of come in and went straight to one. You've tr- done a lot of bit, a lot of different roles and worn a lot of little, a lot of different hats. Tell me a little bit about what that journey was like and how it kind of molded where you're at today.
1: It was definitely positive, uh not every day was rainbows and butterflies by any means, um, yeah. but it was definitely positive, and hindsight being twenty twenty I'm glad I took the road I did um yeah. yeah, like you said i've I've done a little bit of everything, not for any certain amount of time. The only thing I haven't done was f and I and sales. But, you know, I've worked in our rental car department. I wrote service as a service advisor. I worked in the accounting department, worked the cashier's desk downstairs. I was the receptionist. I worked in the service call center. I worked in the parts counter, um, helping customers and the other associates. And then I've worked in the warehouse where we ship and receive parts. So um, it really gives a full 360 perspective on how a business is run um, what each department does, how it contributes to the success or the failure of that department and the business, but not only that, how important each and every person is. You know, it's, it's the GM, of course, is important because he's got heavy uh, responsibilities on his shoulders to make the business or make that store run at any and all cost. Well, when they sell a car, they send it back to the wash rack and the wash rack, it's up to the wash rack to properly clean and vacuum and prep that car for sale. So they're just as important as the person that sold the car because if the car doesn't get washed or vacuumed or whatever, you know, the customer leaves pissed off, use my language. But it so every it really gives you a perspective of a ground level of what um all the associates go through and see. And what they deal with on a day to day basis, and it really gave me that frontline view of the struggles, the the, the positive, um, just of how they view us as a family, but how they view the business. It was very eye opening, and like I said, I, I it's that pro- that journey is probably not for everybody. Like I said, I do have um, a cousin that is um, our CPA, and. You know, working in the wash rack—I don't know if that would have done much him <laughs> good. Uh, going through CPA school, but yeah. you know, it's to get a big perspective and to see how a business is run and how intricate something is. I mean, I would recommend it from anybody. Start from the bottom up; you really get an appreciation just for just for everything.
0: Right. No, I thought that was great, and it's—you know—I remember you sharing that. I thought it was. You know in your role especially right now right around employee relations and you talked about it that human connection what's made price Lebanc so successful is is putting putting people first and for you to have a conversation with somebody who's who's struggling and you know they're out and you know they're washing cars and and it's a tough day and it's hot in summertime in in louisiana um you know that's not that's not easy and you know they know that you understand what their what that is, and they know that you truly value that what they do. Like you just said, you know, hey, but you're you're as important as anybody in here. And the same thing goes for the GM. You're Not as apparently. important as anybody in here. Everybody is 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 vital to the success of the organization because if one part falls, it, it misses. Um, we don't get the order right or we, we don't calculate it correctly or the, the car isn't presentable or, you know, we don't we don't, pre- you know, give our best options. We don't make the customer feel great, whatever it may be at any point in time, you know, then we don't succeed. So I think it's really cool that you have that perspective. I thought it was uh, great to share and I appreciate you doing that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, no problem. Um, so now I want to ask this is a bit of a sidebar question, but only because I'm a fan of. of Two things. I'm a fan of price of long, but I'm also a fan of New York bagel. <laughs> you have one there, and I remember when it absolutely it was, I wasn't there, and I was like, "Y'all got a New York bagel? That's awesome." So my question is: is Are you at the point where you love New York bagel? You're like, I can't stand it. I smell it so much. And if you do still love it, because I do, what's what's your go to bagel? <laughs>
1: um, can I say next question? <laughs>
0: Pass, hard
1: task. No, I'm kidding No, it's um, it's great um, Probably my favorite is the Brooklyn Bomber
0: Oh, good choice
1: I I get that one 95% of the time um, But they have amazing <laughs> breakfast bagels They do Also, and um, I haven't tried it yet But they just started making a bacon um, cheeseburger And um, some other stuff The good thing about having New York Bagel right there is on Saturdays for all the associates, they can just place their order from New York Bagel and the company takes care of it. So the associates get to eat for free.
0: What? Are you kidding me?
1: New New York Bagel all day Saturday.
0: That's insane. That would be like that would be out, out almost at, as high as the salary. I'd be like, you give you give me you give me New York bagel. I don't I don't even know if I need to see the salary. That's awesome.
1: There you go. Yep.
0: <laughs> that is no. Super we cool. it's
1: very convenient. We everybody yeah. enjoys it. So yeah, we're we're glad they they took
0: up some space for us. That's awesome. That's super cool. I was going to even ask if that stuff happens. That's a lot of fun. Um, mine has always been like the pizza bagel. I love that one. Um, the Brooklyn you know. Bomber really great. Um, and, uh, and they have to try. This cheeseburger one, I didn't know that existed.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, let me know. how. I haven't tried it yet. Let me know.
0: Yeah, I'll give you the review if it comes. I love it. <laughs> I did want to ask, too, because I think this is pretty cool. Um, you know, Price LeBlanc and, you know, you and the team have always been really supportive of, of a lot of um, nonprofit groups and getting involved in the community from, you know, the Epilepsy Foundation, American Heart Association, and others. Um, you know, how, how did that get started, and why is giving back so important?
1: Um, Again, from my grandfather. He loved people. He loved to support um, great causes um, that meant a lot, that helped others. Um, One thing that is near and dear to him are children. Anything involving children, he absolutely loves. The Our Lady of the Lake Children's Hospital, um, like I said, the Epilepsy Foundation, obviously not just for children, but absolutely love kids. Would do anything for kids. And it's just You know, I guess kind of like how we try to run and maintain the business is we have been so blessed, you know, to have what we have and to be able to um, have a business. And we were always taught and it was ingrained in us that you always give back. You give what you can give um, because it's what we're here to do. We're here to serve others and have that servant heart. Whether that be to the associates or the customers or to a to a foundation or a nonprofit, and when you give it your all, you know that's that's just why we're here. Right. So again, it started with him, and it it's just been ingrained in us.
0: I love it. Yeah, it's very evident. You know, having the conversation, you've answered it several times, but like the success that comes, it's it's that people approach. It's not even just our associates. It's your customers. It's the external community. Um, it's it's the you know, the definition of, of like the human connection is pretty seems to be a pretty big theme, which is awesome. Um, Absolutely. I love that a lot. Well, I um I really appreciate the time. This was really, really great. Tons of great insight and and super excited to share it. So I appreciate you taking the time to share your story and and your perspective. I did want to ask. So I asked this as a final three questions, random questions, rapid fire. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> Uh, I guess they're, (laughs) (laughs) they're super easy or should be, this might be another pass. Um, so first one is if you're coming, what's your walking to the plate song? What's your hype up song? Elizabeth's getting ready about to do something fun. What's the walk into the plate or your hype up song?
1: Oh my word. Um, (laughs) probably something Justin Timberlake,
0: Oh, okay. Do you have a specific Justin Timberlake or any, J- are we going old school JT? Like, like Yeah, NC I think JT I'm going to old
1: school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure that's um, putting my age on me, but yeah, I, I think so.
0: Got it. We're going to throw bye, 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 old school NC <laughs> <Justin> JT. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love it. All right, that one's down. Question number two is, what is a gift either you purchased yourself or have been gifted that's under a hundred dollars that's most impacted your life recently. So hundred dollars or less gift that you're like, this was dope. <laughs> what is it?
1: Oh, well, it wasn't necessarily purchased, and I'm probably going to have that sappy mommy moment, but my daughter made me in school for Mother's Day. On one side, it was almost like a color sheet, and it basically said something like, my love for you is like a garden full of flowers or something. And then on the oh, back, they had um, she spelled out um, my name. And then, you know, wrote a little like something, you know, that goes with the letter Whoa. and it's laminated and I still have it. And, and it just, you know, those kids, I tell you, they pull your heartstrings.
0: Dang, that one's priceless. That doesn't have a price tag. Yeah, that I was is... going to
1: say, yeah, you can't put a price on that. That's that's probably no. my most favorite thing ever.
0: I am super jealous. (laughs) I've got I've got two little girls. I got an eight year old and a five year old. My eight year old has given me a few of those. My five year old. What is what do I like about dad? And it was like, he's cool. (laughs) <laughs> what, what it, what it, like all the questions like, baby, you can't, I, I work. I think I make you laugh a little bit. Nothing. Okay. Okay. I got, I got more work to do. I got more work to do. <laughs> hey, kids are honest. I tell you, they tell true. you stuff sometimes is, you should hear that you don't want to hear. I learn as much as my, from my kids as I do any other human on this planet. That is absolutely. Uh, absolutely. For sure. <laughs> all right. Final question of the rapid fire questions. What's your favorite um, coffee spot, favorite place to grab a cup of Joe, favorite lunch spot, and favorite dinner spot in Baton Rouge. Oh my! And you can pass them one. Sometimes you're like, "I'll give you one." Here's my spot. <laughs> yeah.
1: If you got all three, feel free to fire in the middle. I don't know. Starbucks is is just it's my coffee. It's it's super strong and yeah, beat it I, yeah, I usually love um, supporting all the local places, um, but I I have something about that Starbucks coffee. So that could be my breakfast. All right. Um, oh, man. Dinner spot. Um, well, I guess technically it's in Prairieville, but um, Fratelli's. Have you okay. ever been there? Uh huh. Yeah, they're Amazing. great. Amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, That's a good one. I mean, Ruth Chris. Um, Rafinos. Yep. I lo- I just love food.
0: <laughs> I I can tell. there you go. We've got I've got yes. several things I gotta go hit now. Gotta get a steak from Rafinos and Ruse Chris. We're going to Fratelli's and some Starbucks coffee with a um hamburger, cheeseburger, bagel from New York bagel. There, there you go.
1: You
0: go. <laughs> Your uh, breakfast, uh, lunch, and dinner is set. It all set. I love it. Uh, Elizabeth, I appreciate it. Thank you again for coming on. Thanks for sharing. This was really, really great. And again, appreciate your time. Well,
1: thank you so much. I was honored to be on.
0: Thanks for tuning in and giving us a listen. We appreciate you. Again, give us a like, give us a comment, let us know what you think. What else would you like to hear? And if you know somebody that you think would be a great fit, please message us and let us know how we can connect. Thanks again. Hope you have a great day.